This is the Build Our Future podcast. We shape our buildings, and afterwards our buildings shape us. A window into the past, present, and future of the construction industry. There's still a lot of unlocked doors. Clarity with design, craftsmanship with the build. There's still a lot to find out and do and invent. Collaboration for our future. You know, I don't think it's the end of the invention. The Build Our Future podcast with Raul Faria. Let's build. Begins now. Welcome to the Builder Future podcast. Really excited today to have Stacia Van Zetten. She is from Exact Technologies. Stacia, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, fantastic. I know we've tried to reschedule this a couple times with the weather going on and everything. So I'm really, really grateful you could make it today. Yeah, no, totally. I guess everyone's getting really busy right now. Yeah, well. getting back to work and everything, right? But, you know, let's do a quick intro uh, off the top. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and Exact Technologies? Yeah, for sure. Um, so my name is Stacia. I am a structural engineer. And before starting Exact, I actually worked for a large general contractor. So that was for about seven years, kind of like an internal consultant to the company. So I wasn't just working on one project. Um, I was bouncing around between projects, focused on all things concrete. Um, the department was called Construction Sciences, so Building Sciences, Material Sciences. So I was traveling across North and South America just troubleshooting issues on site, um, connecting the project teams with the ready-mix suppliers just to educate them on how to place concrete, any specialized concrete like mass concrete or architectural concrete, self-consolidating concrete, basically everything concrete related. Got quickly involved in the codes and standards associations as well. So I'm on the board of ACI, the American Concrete Institute, Ontario, um, a bunch of committees within ACI. Now I sit on CSA as well. Um, so built my network up pretty quickly, got exposed to a lot of construction sites really quickly and found a lot of inefficiencies throughout this process. Inefficiencies within construction, but then also a lot of inefficiencies within the concrete process, which is where the start of exact happened was just through understanding um, how things are happening on site. So go back to 2016, I was working on mass concrete design for the Eglinton LRT project here in Toronto. Lots of mass concrete. Basically, I think there's 27 stations. Every concrete pour was mass concrete. So that's like 50 pours across each station. And everyone had to be monitored. And the way that we did it for the mock-ups was using very old school technology, thermal couple wire just connected to data loggers. Um, and we were actually pushing the specifications on these mixed designs. Um, so we're trying to allow for more supplementary material in the mix. So the engineer's eyes were very focused on these mock-ups and they kept calling me saying, what are the temperatures? What are the temperatures? And so I had to drive back and forth the site to collect that data. And I'm an engineer myself. And I was like, I'm not getting paid to drive back and forth to site. This is ridiculous. And a lot of that data was wrong or missing just because of the technology and water getting into it. So at that point, I was like, this is insane. This needs to be done better. Uh, so I started looking at different solutions. There was a couple of Bluetooth options at the time, but you still needed to be on site to be able to collect that data. I was complaining to my friends one night at dinner and one of them said, let's fix this problem. So literally a week later, we built a prototype and brought it out to site to test it out. It's interesting what you started out. I mean, I've been in the industry now 18 years and at the start, I could see like from, from the start, I should say until now, I could see a big change in the way we build things. Like you said, the inefficiencies, right? And it was one of those where 
I think our industry got used to doing things a certain way and something different was considered almost wrong because this is just how we've done it for so long. Construction, we've been doing it for thousands of years, right? How could we be wrong for so long? No, for sure. And what I've seen is that most people are focused on one project at a time. And those projects can last from start to finish five, six, 10 years. So when you're focused on a project for 10 years and you move on to the next one, there's no sharing of knowledge from project to project. So most people just do the next project the same way they did the first project for 10 years. So then we're 10 years later doing the exact same thing. I mean, I've never been involved in a project for that long of a time, but I can definitely see where that came from. So in a matter of week, you kind of, you, like you got a prototype going, I guess at that point, uh, the whole, like the, the unicorn, like the end result kind of thing, but you didn't really know where it was going to go to. You just wanted to find an efficiency so that you're not driving back and forth to the site all the time, right? Like get more value for your time, essentially. Exactly. I, it never really was a thought in my mind that it would turn into a company. It was just, let's do this better also knew how much the project was going to spend to have a third party company do it that way and how reactive it is as a process. If something goes wrong, you don't, you don't have that data until maybe once or twice a day, right? It's nice to be on the inside of knowing those costs. You have. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. Yeah, of course. Happen, it always helps. Right? Always helps. Right? That's right. Yeah. So yeah, we, we built a prototype. Um, my friend, now business partner, Jordan, he is super into just learning things and YouTubing and he really wanted to dive into this. So he built the prototype. I mean, we kind of did it together and then brought it to the site, proved out that it could work. And we ran it in parallel with the current system that was being in place on an actual station that was being built. This was in the winter on a Friday. We put our stuff in, they had heaters running all weekend. Um, and they were going to place the concrete on the Monday. And obviously we didn't have alerts set up at this point. It was just, let's get that data to our computers. And everyone, even the superintendent was watching that information online over the weekend, just like seeing ambient temperatures go up and down. And then everyone sees on Sunday that it drops below zero. So the heater ran out of fuel. The superintendent went to the site and even without alerts and like now where the technology has gone to, they saw that they were able to fix it and not delay the pour or even have to cancel the pour on Monday. So we saw the value in that. And then it just went from one PO to the next PO. We didn't even have a company really until the second PO. And then we had to incorporate. So that was February, 2017. Oh, wow. So I guess you could say it's a pretty young kind of company. I mean, I've been following you guys for a couple of years now, but it seems like you're more and more out there. There's more and more traction and need for products like this, because like you said, that real time data is so important, right? Just getting that information right away. So you can make those adjustments. The engineers can make those adjustments and you kind of, I mean, it'd be crazy just thinking about that example you just gave. If, if you just showed up Monday and it was freezing and now it's the cost of the poor, it's the timeline. Like there's a massive trickle down effect in time and money, right? Yeah, you still have people that say, oh no, technology is too expensive. I don't want to adapt it. I'm like, well, I can give you so many examples of massive amounts of money that we saved. So when you guys, when you guys first started with, you know, obviously it was the mass poor that you said initially, is that what you kind of focused on initially? Like, cause you found that that real time data was really important initially. So you kind of focused on just mass pours and then you kind of refined the alert system. Is that, is that how you kind of started? And you know, like how did that kind of evolve into, I guess, kind of what you have now? Cause now you've got a, a quite a few different solutions, right? So I'm just curious as to that kind of trajectory, like where it kind of started and like what the thought process was in terms of building out a little bit more robust kind of system that you can kind of use for different solutions. 
Yeah, so the way that we've grown is very organically. It's been, we solved one problem, which was my problem at the, the very front, which was this just mass concrete temperature monitoring. And then once we started getting more clients, then they had requests and they said, well, you can monitor temperatures. Well, what else can you do? Can you relate it back to this? Can you control things from it? So it started with mass concrete temperature monitoring. And then everyone knows in the industry that you can relate that, you can relate temperature back to strength. So now we're predicting the strength of these elements. And then I was doing a presentation at a conference and there was a precaster in the audience. And he said, well, you're monitoring large infrastructure projects cast in place. We build all this precast for these large infrastructure projects and they're mass concrete. We have to monitor them. I'm sure that we can use this technology too. So Jordan and myself a little bit lived at this precast plant for a few months and understood their processes and it just opened our eyes. I was always focused on cast in place and didn't really know too much about precast, but it opened our eyes to how much more controlled their environment is and how much more they could benefit by using technology. So we're now at the point where you can monitor the temperature, you can relate it back to strength. By monitoring the temperature, we can control their curing systems. So instead of having a guy turn the steam on and off without even knowing what the temperature is in the concrete really, we're able to really dial in to optimize when you're releasing that element, um, how much steam you're using, it's huge energy costs now, and just be able to really dial in their processes. Do you think like a system like this could kind of become a little bit more of a standard? By that, I mean, is, you know, like the old school, like slump test. And I mean, does that still happen? Like, do you still have to do that kind of third party testing as well? At least to, you might not need it, you know, in terms of while you're pouring and everything, but do they still have to do a slump test and everything else through the process too? Because people start using these and seeing those correlations. And then it's another thing for the standards association to be like, yeah, you, you know what I mean, right? Like it's a process. It's a because I mean, especially in construction, when you're dealing with concrete and high rise and structures, you know, people want to make sure that it is like beyond reproach, as it were, you know, because people's lives could be at stake technically, right? Yeah, it's it's interesting because at the beginning of this, we talked about how slow people are to adapt to new things, but a lot of it is the codes and standards. It takes four years to update a code, and the process to get through that you're probably not even able to get your idea in until year eight. So that's one, one blocker. There are tests that still need to happen. Your standard slump test, air test, temperature, at once the concrete comes out of the truck, it needs to happen, but we're looking at ways to do it differently and to get it approved in the specifications. There are DOTs that we're working with right now to redevelop some of these types of testing to make it more automated. Yeah. I mean, so like your system initially, when you had it, like when you said, you know what, I want to have more efficiency in my time. Like, what did you focus on initially? Uh, obviously, I think you mentioned temperature, but is there anything else you kind of focused on? And how did you kind of like, what did you build that up to, shall we say? Like, what can you read now with your system? So, I mean, it, it definitely started with temperature. That was the focus. And I mean, in hand, making it super rugged, super reliable, because the current system was like very dainty, like you can just pull a wire out and it's, it's gone. A piece of aggregate falls on something and it cuts it. Um, so very, very rugged and reliable. That is what um, we say that we always get the data. And I'd say 99.8% of the time we get the data yeah. unless someone really cuts something. So that was the main focus. Um, building it from the ground up was also very important, not taking off the shelf sensors and repackaging them and hoping that it works on site um, because I really knew the problem and lived running those cables on rebar for a long time. But now, I mean, it. then we got into, okay, maturity, you can, you can relate it back to strength. 
what else can we monitor? We can monitor moistures, whether it be ambient moisture, so relative humidities. We're working on some fancy high-end buildings like museums and courthouses that have high-end finishes, and they just need to know ambient conditions so that their millwork is within spec um, on site. Um, strains, vibrations, basically anything that you can monitor, we're bringing that online to make processes more efficient. So how does it, if somebody's listening to this and they say, okay, you got this technology and now we want to, we want to use it. So how, how does it work? Like, do they contact you and you come down and like, is it something you just plug in? Like, I mean, lack of a better term, you place on the concrete, do you have some sort of prongs? Like, or is that something that, you know, like a potential customer or contractor could just like buy from you and then you guys set it up and train them to use it and they just use it on an ongoing basis. Like, how does that kind of process work? If somebody was interested in like, you know, Hey, I want to give it a shot. Let me see how this actually works for us. There's a couple of different models that we we work off of. They're the bigger infrastructure projects. We are actually doing installations ourselves because we need to provide an engineered stamp report to them that the data is all accurate and in full. But for some cases, like a high rise, if you're just a general contractor and you want to know the strength of your concrete before you pull your forms, instead of relying on a field cured cylinder, bringing that to the lab, that causes a lot of delays. We can train the site team how to install. Very, very simple to use. There's no on and off switches. I basically knew that if it's too complicated, even our software, it's not flashy. There's not too many buttons to press. It's just, here's your data and we'll alert you when you're at the strength to remove your forms. So people can install it themselves. It really just depends on the type of project and what they're looking to monitor. So it sounds like it's, it was pretty important to have the people on site monitor the actual you know data that's coming out i mean contrary to a lot of the other contact companies that i've spoken with you know as part of this show they they, they've built a lot of like you know cloud software so it's more like desktop based was it important for you guys to build an app because obviously you want the site personnel to really know what's going on and make those on-demand changes if need be right yeah um so we we have desktop and app the app looks very similar to what the desktop is um, but still not too, too complicated and, and fancy. Um, what I've, I mean, what I've seen in the industry is there are obviously technology is a buzzword in construction right now. There's a lot of software companies trying to get into the space. And that's one thing you can design platforms to do documentation control or QC checks. Um, but to really understand how to push your project forward, you need to understand how the materials are performing. And that requires hardware. So that's the difference is we're taking hardware and software and tying them together to really make um, things more efficient. Yeah, you would have to have the hardware for sure right now. In terms of like, um, I know on your website, there's some, the, I mean, you've got a couple of different things that you kind of showcase. It's like, uh, what is it like exact monitor, exact match. Um, I mean, there are four of them. I'll, I'll say them all basically exact monitor, exact match, exact cure and exact track. In terms cure of your... Monitor. Oh, is there one more now? What, what, <laughs> yeah, what's the new, what's the new one? It's not there yet. Ex not exact there. mix. Exact which is, mix. Which is more on the ready mix side of things. So monitoring ready mix plants and Oh. Equipment. Okay, that's that's what's coming. That's that yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> um, so are those things that if you get your system, say if me as a GC wanted to be like, you know what, I want my guys on site to have, do we get all four of those things? Or are they like buckets and stuff? Like or do they all relate to each other or how does that work? Everything definitely ties into each other. My vision, like once, once I realized that we had a company and I, I actually had some impact into where, where the concrete industry is going, 
my vision was to really monitor the full life cycle of concrete from aggregates in a bin at a ready mix plant to being batched, to being in a truck, to being delivered on site, um, the acceptance of it being on site and then placed in an element. And you'd be able to know that element 10 years later, somehow what concrete went into it, what batch time it was, what the air was, what the strength was when the forms were removed, um, all of that. I want the full life cycle of the concrete. There's a lot of different companies in this space, in the ready mix plants, there are in place concrete sensor companies out there, but everyone's just doing siloed. Um, I want to be able to connect them all to really make the processes more efficient. Um, but as a client coming in, our portal, basically all of those exact monitor, um, match, track, cure, mix, basically there's different dashboards. And depending on what you need, you get that dashboard. But I mean, um... Going back to what you were saying about the ready mix one, I mean, I mean, when, when you were first talking about the whole life cycle, I was like, how cool would it be to right from the ready mix, you see exactly what they're doing. And then you actually see how it relates to as you're doing it on site and then kind of down the line as well. You know what I mean? You can actually see like what what the changes are with like through the process, through logistics, through time, through temperature distance whatever i mean everyone sees the concrete trucks mixing as they walk down sometimes it's i remember when i first got into the industry i'd be asking uh, like the supers like why is it sometimes just going so slow and sometimes so fast <laughs> you know what i mean i guess and then you know you realize it just depends on the mix and but it'd be really interesting to see how that whole trajectory kind of works right is that like the like the big grand vision to have like uh, you know, as they say, you got the big whiteboard with the flow chart and you kind of see the whole the whole gamut from one side to the other. Yeah, that's exactly that's that's exactly where we're going. Um, not fully there yet, but we're we're on path to that for sure. That, that I mean, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. So tell me um, in terms of, you know, once once this like you like you mentioned a few times, once you realize it was a company and hey, like like people could actually use it. Um, what was your kind of uh, thought process? Because I know, I know even for me, when I start talking to, you know, a few companies, you know, that for technology and stuff, and they, they're like, well, everybody asks for so many things. Like, how did you guys kind of bridge that gap? Because I, I know initially it's probably super exciting and then kind of overwhelming all at the same time, to, you know, just to like, okay, what, do, what should we actually focus on? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm overwhelmed every day, which is a good thing. I love it. Yeah. Um, and people still come to us with a million different problems that we could solve. And we want to be, we know that we could solve all of them. Um, our focus is concrete. So we're sticking with concrete for now. There has been discussions about other other things. Like we're, we're doing a lot of inventory control, um, a lot on the software side and precast now. We've We've built up the system. So if we can do it in precast, we could also do it in steel manufacturing. Um, could do it in, um, we're, we're doing some stuff in modular now as well, uh, which isn't even concrete. It's just yeah. using. But I mean, if you've got the platform to kind of show where everything is and how it ties in together. I mean, the same thing with the inventory rebar, right? Because rebar with, you know, the mass pores. Okay, what do we have? What do we don't have? And just kind of tie it all in together, right? Yeah, I mean, that that's pretty awesome. So how, how has your company grown? Like, do you, like, you guys um, mainly focused here in, in Ontario? Are you guys kind of uh, more Canada-wide, US-wide? Like what, what was your primary focus um, right now? 
So, I mean, going back to the, the first question, the other question was, we focus on what we have resources to focus on. Um, we're still a smaller company. I, we have third, I think we have 30 employees now. Um, our main office is in Toronto. It started in Toronto. We basically grew very organically in the GTA. That one precaster, the MTO went to that plant. They saw our stuff. They really liked it because it was reliable data. They could see it. Um, it just gave them more trust in the precast that was being built for their projects. So they spread us to all of their clients. So we got a lot more precasters that way. And then it just spread across Canada. Um, we have a couple employees out in Vancouver. And then through a connection of mine in the States, we started working with a company called Webcore. Um, and he introduced me to a guy that used to sell him sensors that that company shut down. Um, so we hired him. So now we have a rep, a rep in the States <laughs> as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then January of this year, we acquired a company called Shurecure, well, Products Engineering. They're, yep. they're down in um, Evergreen, Colorado. So we kept four of them on board and they have a facility down there. Haven't met any of them yet because yep. of COVID, um, yeah. which has been pretty crazy onboarding a full facility and four people um, in their processes, all just remote. Um, but still, but still exciting, right? <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, you know, it's, it's always nice when, you know, you've got larger companies, be it, you know, GCO in this case, um, you know, MTO, Ministry of Transportation of Ontario, for listeners who are not not part of <laughs> yes, Ontario, uh, you know, it's always nice when they come in because they look after so many culverts, bridges, roads now, a lot more roads are having concrete. I mean, we got the 407 up here, that's all concrete. I mean, that was done a while ago, but I know there's a renewed focus on concrete and and kind of incorporating that. So having those referrals and, and like buy-in, I would say is super exciting, like 100%, right? Definitely. It's all just been having a really, really strong network within the codes and standards associations, because a lot of it has been developed in parallel with these researchers and university professors and the DOTs and MTOs. Um, so having them as a backing is huge. Um, in, but in regards to REACH, we have, um, we have precast plants out in Australia. Uh, we have some equipment in Europe and Dubai as well. Oh, wow. So it's a, uh... I don't know if I could say organically spreading anymore, except rapidly spreading, maybe <laughs> uh, almost. No, that's that's pretty fun. That I mean, that's I mean, it's it's so cool to kind of hear about you know exponential. I mean, everyone uses those catchwords like exponential growth, right? But when when it starts happening, I can see it's pretty exciting, even for you, right? Like overwhelming, but that's but that's the end goal, right? You want it to grow. You want people to start using it. That means it's working. That means people. That means the you know the product is is resonating with actual people that are using it or need the data. Totally. Yeah. I mean, our mission is to keep our clients happy and not just sell something that they're going to try and maybe not understand the benefit of. So we, we don't want to grow too fast because we want to be able to focus on the clients and have them really understand how they can use this technology to be more sustainable, to reduce labor versus just here, use this. It can tell you the strength of your concrete and not really focus on them understanding it. That's awesome. Thanks for coming on, number one. But, you know, if any of our listeners are kind of interested in this, you know, I, I remember when I first started uh, in the industry and I was an assistant super and, you know, it was just like little like 5,000 square foot, like one story, you know, institutional buildings. Like I remember the slump pours and then, you know, everything else. I mean, I've not I've not been involved in like pours in, in a few years, but those were always so much fun. But, you know, if some of those companies were interested in, you know, your product and like, you know, they wanted to reach out, where, where's the best place they can get a hold of you, your company, if they wanted to find out more? 
Yeah, I mean, the website has contact us. That's probably the easiest way. There's a hello at Exact Technology. It goes to myself, my business partner, and a few others. So, I mean, customer service is our pride and joy. Yeah. <laughs> We yeah. will answer the phone instantly. So yeah, perfect. So that's exacttechnology.com. And like I said, I I found you guys on on LinkedIn, and that's when that's when I started uh, knowing a little bit. So obviously, like LinkedIn and stuff is a is a is a good good spot uh, to be at. But thank you so much for coming on. This has been uh, this has been pretty fantastic. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me.